Well, welcome back to the podcast. Our last interview was with Dana Tanamachi, and we got through the immerse and expand phase in the first podcast. And in this one, you're going to get to hear the design and act phase. So let's take a listen. All right. Well, when we talk about design at We Are Curio, we're typically talking about helping people create a prototype, um, kind of an unfinished something uh, that you can roll out to people and you can test. So we just always talk about prototyping and testing, prototyping and testing. Um, Maybe what is something uh, we've heard a few things already, but a a prototype that you worked on that you're like, I'm not sure if this is something that's going to work or not, but uh, I'm going to try it. Uh, Maybe you could say you're... uh, uh, what was it called? The chalk, the chalk that you're doing was a prototype to start. Yeah. Um, but something like that, that you, you prototyped, it became a success. Uh, tell us maybe something like that. Well, I wish that I had a, another, <laughs> I thing, just said that's it. <laughs> really the main one that comes, I feel like I would be doing an injustice if I didn't just say it is the chocolate. Yes. And like, yes, yeah. totally. what other thing <laughs> have I really like example. contributed to culture? I think, I think it's that, um, it, it, was something again that I I didn't plan necessarily, um, but that I did kind of flesh out with my friends over that first mm-hmm. year, and then people did resonate with it. They did connect with it. It was birthed out of you know from an honest place, and mm-hmm. it had a very you know unique story behind it. It it didn't just come out of nowhere. This was developed in incubation for like a year. You know, with yes. was obviously years of. Um, practice uh study yeah, sure. and, and education and things like that and then kind of put into this new medium and scale w- inside this safe community and um that that was always one thing I really heavily leaned on was like this there's a story behind this and and that's why I, I did a lot of speaking in my early years because I wanted people to know that I wanted people to know that because it got really big really quickly. And I wanted them to know this is not just some kind of trend that came out of nowhere. Like this uh, involved real people and yeah. you know, real su- community support and encouragement. And um, I don't think would, would have taken off if it weren't for like my friends seeing beauty and value in it and, and wanting to share that with others, you know, posting our pictures to yeah. Facebook and then people outside of our circle seeing that um mm-hmm. so I think like that was a prototype that was far more successful than I ever mm-hmm. could have imagined or, or thought yeah that's awesome on the flip side have you had anything even creatively that you're like I'm gonna try going down this road and then you're like oh that that just didn't work uh, and what did you maybe learn from that yeah. Okay. So I am also going to say chocolate writing on this one. Yeah. You know why? Because yeah. as I said, it became super popular um, yeah. really quickly. It was just like a real spike and I, I don't think I was really pre- prepared for it. And, um, you know, unfortunately it, it, it became like oversaturated and it mm-hmm. became ubiquitous. And I don't, I think, I mean, I remember walking around, you know, going shopping or whatever around that time, a couple of years, like 2012, I couldn't go into any stationary store, um, you know, and not see a ton of ripoffs. I couldn't, uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, national fast food chains were now ripping mm-hmm. it off, like uh, gas stations. Like I remember 
walking into a gas station and be like, wow, really? Like, dang. Uh, and so it's sort of, I think when it, as trends do, when they yeah. kind of escape, mm-hmm. it escaped from my hands, obviously. And I never held it with a death grip by any means. You know, I knew that this was a gift given to me. Uh, and I was just the steward for that the particular time and for that particular medium and aesthetic. And so seeing it reach, like so, seeing the reach be so far, I, it was shocking. Um, but it also, you know, it was hard. Like it made me, it made me a little bit frustrated sometimes or sad because I would see it, you know, wherever and uh, on whatever product, slapped on whatever product, you know, at, at Walmart or, um, and I, I would say, man, like, there's a story behind this. Like this came from, from a person, you know, and, and, and I, I can't control it you know, anymore. And so I just thought, I think that it's time. I think it's time to let it go. I think yeah. um, that it served its purpose. And so in 2000, I think 12, late 2012 or 13, maybe it was like after Oprah, after time, um, I remember starting to feel like a not a huge, not by any means a huge backlash or anything, but just within the design community, I remember feeling like a little bit of eye rolling, you know, when it came to like the chocolate lettering craze because everyone was doing it and it became like such a big thing. And so I, I just decided I have to make a decision now, like while it's still at its peak, to either like sell out full on and, and like retire early and go for it <laughs> or, uh, or walk away and leave, you know, leave the meat on the bone. And uh, because I knew, I knew that I was capable of so much more, you know, I, I remember yeah. at, at like design conferences and, and, or even just socially, like someone would introduce me and say like, Oh, this is Dana. Um, she's a chalk artist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Like I did, yeah. I did not intend to become like a chalk artist. And I remember someone was like, "Oh, did you study that in college?" And like, is that a thing? I mean, can yeah. you do that? I, yeah. Absolutely not. Um, but uh, and so I felt like this started becoming my identity, or how people saw yeah, me. Yeah. And you know, I really in that time in that season, I really resonated with. It's really silly, but like musicians who are like one hit wonders. You know, yeah. like, like right. I'm not saying like Carly Rae Jepsen or something is like a one hit wonder. I know she has other songs, but everybody only pretty much knows like Call Me Maybe, right? Which is a, a jam. It's such a good it's song. A like, song. I mean, uh, yeah, it's like, thank you, Carly, yeah. for putting that into our culture. It's amazing. But yeah. the. No shade at all. Absolutely not. But <laughs> I, I started to really f- empathize with yeah. the right, people right. who. Mm-hmm probably have a lot to say with their art form or at least have a lot more in them but the, like people won't let them change like people yeah, won't let better. them develop and grow beyond this one thing that they're known for and so mm-hmm. i i started see you know kind of like really as i said noticing this and empathizing with them and so when i came to that choice like i have a decision to make i made it and stuck with it and so I just was like I'm not I can't do any more chalk and you believe me like Mm. all the emails coming in all of the inquiries were all chalk related it's some really big projects and I had to say no 
Um, because yeah. I knew that if I didn't, I would just be that chalk girl forever. And wow. I would limit. I knew I had so much more inside of me burning to get out. And I, I knew people wouldn't accept it or let me explore it if I was only this one thing. And yeah. um, that's why I want to have grace with people who are trying to, you know, pivot and navigate a new, you know, new interest or a new phase in their life. Like, let people do it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I want to be that kind of person because I am so thankful for, you know, people who have been following my work or supporting me um, and being patrons for this whole 10 years, like, they let me mm-hmm. grow. They let me change, you know. Um, now, Chalk doesn't even really come up in the conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a fun thing. Um, but I, pe- people don't even really ask me about it anymore. And as you can see, like, basically everything that I post, you know, I, I don't really do Chalk. And um, I only posted the egg carton ones because it was like a six-year throwback. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and actually, that's the first time I've ever posted that. I never even posted it when wow. it came out. That's why nobody knew that I had designed it because I did it because uh, I wanted to do it, um, but I didn't share it. I never shared it with anyone because it was in that chalk aesthetic. So I just didn't ever show it. Um, and now that yeah. we're like six years, seven years past that, yeah. I'm like, cool, let's celebrate this for what it is because it's really fun and I'm proud of it. I love and, that. Um, I can do that now confidently, not feeling like it's going to hinder me. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say like the thing that it's like I succeeded at it, but then it kind of became it's like a, its own monster. And I had to make some really intentional decisions um, that were scary because I'm like, will people even care? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. And uh did my business um like take a hit financially absolutely um was I still able to make a good living yes um and I'm so grateful and I do not take those things for granted and you know what's really great is having I have to shout out to my amazing clients because a lot of people would write uh asking for a chalk installation and I would get on the phone with them and say like actually let me tell you about this kind of new direction that I'm taking. So I did a few personal projects, um, like this big mural that I call Flourish, and it was in gold paint pen and um, with pattern work. And so I would show them that and say, well, is this anything that interests you? I bet we could come up with something really cool. And and Nike was the first big uh, brand that wow. like was like, I love that. Let's do it. Um, and wow. so it's, it's you know, amazing. Um, the... the the people, again, who, who've been following the work and also the clients who are commissioning the work um, when they're both uh, open, you know, yeah. and, and I, I would just like to say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And sometimes you have to lead your clients. Like sometimes they don't know what's oh, yeah. possible. So they see a body of work that you have and all they know is like, I want that. And it's like, that's beautiful. And it's like, well, okay, yes, you might. But what you're asking for is something that reflects your brand and something that is beautiful. And hey, it doesn't have to be chalk. Like if you want to have like the newest, latest like thing or or maybe no one has it yet, let me try it in this format. So I think it's so important for our listeners to just remember like, 
what you the you kept the core of what you wanted, which was making these beautiful things and expressions, but the medium of chalk did change and now it's in this new and sometimes you have to throw the ball forward and show people like this is something that you could have that you didn't even know was was possible yet. And that's I mean, that's our whole thing is expanding what's possible for mm. people and really showing them and creating a visual, a a reality that they don't even know that's out there yet. Yeah. And I was gonna say just cheers Cheers to you. I don't have any uh, coffee left. But seriously, cheers to you and to other creators who are willing to step away. I mean, we just finished watching The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. And like, is a bit it's like, so good. he was, I mean, he is the best basketball player. And like, after winning a few championships, he has all this gas in the tank that he could like keep doing it. Yeah. He quits. Everyone's like, what? what are you talking about? And not that it's, perfectly analogous but it's like i think people who have greatness in them they just know they've kind of got either pigeonholed or they're just like i want to go in a different direction for my own soul and my own health i'm going to go play baseball like michael did he didn't really even succeed quote unquote at it but it was just like i don't know there i I feel like there's a lot (laughs) of people who just settle in and just like uh, you know i'm going to ride this wave until it's done um, but it takes a lot of courage to do that. So cheers to you and to the, mm. the courage it takes to do that. And then cheers to our clients who are are willing to kind of come along with yeah, us. So absolutely. thanks to everybody who supports our work. Yeah, yeah cheers to you guys. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, great talk about prototypes. Um, let's move into ACT. Yeah. All right. So when we think of ACT, it's really the now making all of these things happen. We've like deeply connected with the idea or the process, what we're trying to solve or figure out, and then we begin to expand on them and then design possibilities and then act. Um, we tend to go, which I will jump into these five questions, but I just have for my own curiosity, Dana, um, when you, how do you actually like physically make something? Yeah. Like, are you on your iPad? Are you like hmm. sketching it and then you transform it onto your, like, I just want to like understand. And I think our listeners are going to go and look at your Instagram and be like, okay, this is insane. This is gorgeous. But like, just in like a few minutes, like give us the snippet of like, how do you like physically take this stuff from your brain? And then like, how does it like come into mm-hmm. the world? Like physically? Okay. Yeah. Great question. Um, so it starts with a lot of research and a lot of conversation. So I am mainly a commercial artist. So I'm working with a client mm-hmm. and, um, and I love that. I, I love doing, that's why I'm a commercial designer. Like the fine art is just a, a new thing, but I will have tons of conversations. Like what, what is it we're trying to say? Uh, you know, other things like what are the dimensions? Where is this going to live? Um, so all these things I have to take into consideration. Then I have a ton of books like in my office and I, right now I, I pulled like 20 of them and they're a giant stack on my desk and I have been looking through them over the last two days and I take pictures like of books. Yeah. So, so what, it, yeah. these are, these 20 or so are particularly like um, Japanese uh, patterns okay. and um, symbolism and uh, like motifs so I yeah. I will flip through it and if something catches my eye like I take a picture with my iPhone uh, so so say I've got like 30 pictures of different things on my phone then I just airdrop it to my computer put it in that reference folder and try to um, like open them up on my screen so I can see a lot of them at the same time 
uh, and kind of form a vibe like is like a vision yeah, board. yeah I, I just don't do Pinterest I know this could be done on Pinterest I just I um, that's that's one of my things also is like I don't use Pinterest because um, it doesn't serve me it doesn't help me in any way in fact it like dilutes the work yes um, totally it doesn't help me like to remain true as we talked about earlier like in fact it makes the fight harder um so yes. I because if I'm looking at the same reference material that everyone else is looking at, well, then right. it's all going to look the same. So that's why I have to go back to my books. And I learned that from my mentor and former boss, um, Louise Feely, who is a design legend and um, works kind of analog like that as well and has just amazing resources that she's collected over you know decades. So um, I'm kind of following in her footsteps in that regard. But I, I will get my kind of mood board together. Then I am, I'm basically strictly on the computer um i used to sketch on like tracing paper and stuff but then my my filing cabinets just got like overloaded and i've <laughs> so much paper and uh so i was like i'm gonna go green i guess and i have a cintiq, okay. cintiq tablet um wacom cintiq uh so i don't use the ipad uh or i we call it pencil apple pencil um i only do that for tra- if i travel um if i'm like on a plane gotcha. Or something. Um, so I'm I'm on my Cintiq. I just open up a blank like canvas in Photoshop, and I might um, like cut and paste some of the inspiration like onto that canvas and kind of have it on the side. And then I just kind of start drawing, and it's like to truly a scribble at first. Like you could not tell what it is basically, but I know mm-hmm. okay, generally I wanted to like <laughs> be like this. Um, so incredibly, incredibly loose. Then I kind of knock that back to like 15% opac- opacity, make a new layer, just go right over it. But it's a little more for, you know, formed. Then I'll knock that one back like to 15% opacity and then just draw over it again. So there's like five layers or so. So that's all prototyping yeah, that's all prototyping yeah, yeah, so yeah it grows off of each previous layer and um then the final final part of it is usually like you know smoothing out all the lines and making sure it's all symmetrical um and then really adding a lot of those little details that yeah. i'm always saying mm-hmm. like it can be better it can be better um like okay well what would you know what, to, to be honest, I, I do like ask myself, and maybe it is my, as I said, my competitive nature is I, a lot of times I will think to myself like, well, well what what's something that other people wouldn't add? Like other people wouldn't go the distance, like consider that. And so yeah. I'll just like sit with it for, for you know, a, great a lot longer yeah. and, and, and just figure out what that little thing would be that most people might not like have the patience for. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I that's like sure your they have the sure they, you know, yeah. like that's the last thing is I just add that special kind of touch to it and try to go take it as far as it can go without being too much, you know, or like right. um, cluttered. So, then I will, you know, usually like send my layered files to the client or a printer or whatever. I might select color swatches and then say if it's like a box of soap, 
packaging or something, like they'll send me the proofs um, so I can look at the colors and the different printing methods and make sure that everything looks good and then give them a thumbs up. Yeah, and then it goes to goes to print. Um, if it's a mural, I, I was going to ask I that. Yeah, it, like I do everything on the computer first, um, just mm-hmm. the same way that I just excuse me that I just described and. But I will usually either like grid it out on a large wall or project it if I can. That's like the easiest way. I don't know like shame about it because this stuff is too detailed to like freehand it, and it's gonna be ugly. So if I try to <laughs> hand it, so I don't even care. Like um, that's how that's what works for me and has proven the easiest because if I didn't it would take me like 12 years to do right, right, right. you know and um nobody has that time so uh yeah. yeah that's kind of how that works um what I loved about this like a like I mentioned I wrapped up a book project this week and um I, I could send all my files but they have a you know publishing houses have like a whole production team which is so awesome because then I don't have to make everything super perfect I could just kind of like send it off and they make sure mm-hmm. they color correct and they uh do you know the the templates and stuff so oh that was lovely that's awesome, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that whole just like I've never thought of that I'm not like a graphic designer or any type of that um but that whole idea of like doing something and then doing the opacity and then another one a pass like I feel like that's such an interesting insight for maybe maybe a lot of graphic designers do that I've never heard of anyone do that well, don't so you think a lot of fine artists do that I mean cool. you've seen where um they discover like a painting or they take a famous painting and they use one right. of those like x-ray type things and you that's see the, the layers the yeah you yeah. see the underpainting or you know armature of a sculpture or whatever yeah yeah it's a true genius to just be able to go and you know draw exactly the final product right, right. like I just simply cannot do that I I don't uh, I don't work that way. Um, it has to kind of grow and de- develop. So there are definitely like, yeah, four or five layers of stuff under the final product. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And so I just was so curious and I figured other people would it's a want. Good bridge from design. To yeah, act. would want to know that. So, all right, we're going to do these five questions quick so that um, they, so what is changing your life right now? It could be just a simple behavior a habit something that you're like I'm doing this and it's changing my life well I would say the the gardening again um, but I already said that so um, I usually do cook a lot um, but now you know you can't really go out anywhere Um, so I have been um, cooking every single meal at home and I I enjoy it I I uh, but I'm feeling really good like it makes me feel I, I eat um paleo at home and um, I've done that for a long time. I really enjoy it. I, I have, you know, great energy. Um, mm-hmm. I feel really accomplished. Like it's something that even if I am totally stumped on a design uh, problem, <laughs> at least I can like have make something successful. Totally. <laughs> like the meal, you know, it might not be the most creative thing, but um, for at least I like created something that day. Yeah. Totally. Are you still doing that dance class you were telling me about? Um, the- I do dance church, doing- yeah. <laughs> On like Wednesday night, yeah, dance. Yeah, it's on um, Sunday, um, Sundays, Sunday afternoons, and Wednesday nights, and it is just like really good to get your body moving. And plus, I get like all my steps in um, (laughs) when I do dance church. So, 
Yeah. I love that. That is so. It is fun. like it gets that's weird. Awesome. It's one of the. It's not like you don't look cool like when you're doing it. You look oh, ridiculous, right. and you're just like that's flailing hard. around. And yeah. like, uh, it's supposed to be really expressive and kind of almost like new agey. Um, yeah. But I texted Hillary about it because I was like, I kind of feel like she would love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can guys do it or is it? Oh, just absolutely! Guys? Anyone okay. and everyone. We need to do. Yes, yeah, so Wednesday Let's do it. and okay. I think yes, Ellie I'm would down. Love it too. Yeah, and church this Sunday. We're doing it. Yeah, we're gonna do it. One PM. All right. So, what's a book that you wish every listener would read or listen to? Because I'm an audio oh, kind of girl. So yeah, yeah, I. I think I would recommend quiet by susan kane um uh, yes introverts all the introverts yeah no, all the introverts smiled quietly <laughs> inside uh, uh, because i'm sure a lot of you guys listeners have read it if you are an introvert it kind of went viral like when it came out for good reason yeah, just as like reason. all Brene brown books have because they are right. amazing and and it was incredibly empowering because you know as introverts uh-huh. we always feel like the outsider because our culture our nation um is made and tailored for extroverts and so the quarantine now this is an introvert's boom. takeover exactly we <laughs> finally are like, you're like we are thriving <laughs> and um so exactly yeah i would say quiet by yes. came because it did change my life it, it was super empowering it made me feel like I'm not a crazy person it gave me the tools and resources to be more of myself unapologetically um yes. and um I just think it's like a really great piece of work um yep. and I would like to say thank you, Susan Cain, because uh, yeah. you know. cheers to Susan Cain. I will, Susan Cain. I will say, as an extrovert, I listened to part of it. I don't know if I finished it, but if you're married or have colleagues or employees that, which I'm sure you do, that are introverts, yeah. should definitely read it or listen to it. Um, it gave me such an appreciation. That's probably that is probably the single hardest thing in our marriage is that you're an introvert and I'm an extrovert. We were ups in a lot of things, but that is probably like the thing that we understood about each other and our marriage like drastically mm-hmm. changed and flourished because we thought so many things were wrong but they're really just associated to like energy right. and how to recharge and space and all of that you so, know even, oh sorry Jason go ahead no, I, was just gonna say, I think even it's it's such it was such a big personal realization for me to be like I am an introvert that's not a problem it's just yeah, how yeah, I get my shame. energy exactly. and if you're listening to this and you you are an introvert or mm-hmm. feel that way, I think I take for granted that like that's just my life. I I, I live it now. I don't yeah, think, we, I don't uh, think about like, am I this, am I that. But for whatever reason, like I got to find that book. I had good mentors around me, people who helped me like figure this out. That there still are a lot of people out there that mm-hmm. might be introverted. Um, mm-hmm. So read the book, and uh, I became a much better person as I accepted that there's so. nothing wrong with you yes exactly mm-hmm. and and I one of the kind of big differentiations that I love that kind of helped that I came away with it it's nothing well it's nothing big actually it's just that just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you're shy you know and I think no. people, people use those words interchangeably and I'm like yeah. you can't do that because obviously look I mean we're shy we're, Jason we're not shy right. people like we are, we can be social, <laughs> like, we know, the, we know what, like, social cues are, like, right, right, um, right. you know, I think we're perfectly fine people, conversationalists, <laughs> you know, 
it's, yeah. it's all about how you recharge. And, and so I think yeah. defining that and, and letting people know that introverts can be very uh, charming and social and gregarious and in, yep. if they have the proper recharge time. That's so true. Which is why we are thriving right now. That's right. You guys are creating amazing things. That's amazing. (laughs) If you had a magic wand, what would you change? It could be big or small um, in in your life and in the world. It could be shallow. Yeah, Yeah, I think think I'm going to do a shallow one because I think it's understood that we would all change a lot of things in like right. during this pandemic and and we would want a lot of things to change like for people's health and world peace all of these things politics yeah. like that's understood i think we all know yeah. that so i think um you know um okay i'm just gonna do a quick Go one. i think i would change and i've seen change actually in the one during this pandemic it's like influencer culture and so i'm not gonna go yeah. on with like tangent and bash it or anything i just i work with teenagers and i just see you know they their desire to want to be viral and stuff like that and i'm just like man i see so much more in you than just yeah. wanting to you know be popular or get gain this approval um and i just want i think i just want more for uh for our up-and-coming generations you know um and i i love that this um you know one positive thing about the pandemic is that like a lot of influencers and stuff have kind of become irrelevant because it's like well if you're a travel influencer and that's all you're doing (laughs) to like hawk products and 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 luggage then like well you ain't going nowhere like so what 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 real what real you know contribution to to culture like do you have or or what what work do we need to do uh you know at home or on ourselves um or what Mm -hmm. or what uh things have you put aside that you um used to be good at or used to be passionate about but but have just been kind of chasing approval or likes or or money or whatever like i want more for for influencers too um and i think like that's a silly stupid thing but i just think it's really a lot of it's frivolous. I sound like a super old lady, um, but I, I just want gardening. more. Getting your steps in. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're praying for influencers. <laughs> That's influencers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they're on my prayer list. So. <laughs> That's awesome. That's- hilarious my little tagline has been since i can't go out i'm gonna go in <laughs> and like just like i'm doing a lot of like inner soul searching we're still yeah. doing therapy yeah so you're therapy, therapy mm-hmm. um from a distance and just still continuing to really do this like inner work since i don't have the luxury of traveling and busying myself as a seven with all the things um externally so um, all right. So I have changed this question for COVID to, since we're all quarantining is if, what's at the top of your Netflix or Hulu list right now? So um, if you're doing, a, I don't know if you're doing much binge watching or maybe not even binge, just watching, but are you a Netflix girl or are you Hulu? And if so, what's at the top of it? I'm both. I, I <laughs> both. Yeah. At the top of my Netflix is uh, Terrace House, which is my favorite show. It is a, uh, a Japanese version of Real World. And um, <laughs> so basically it is like 
you know, six strangers living in a house and they're all like early twenties, except with like none of the drama of real world. <laughs> it is like yeah. very tame and kind of like boring and amazing. Um, That's hilarious. And I, so there are four seasons on Netflix. So if you need something to binge, there are subtitles and it is incredible. It, like I introduced my friend to it during quarantine and they have literally watched all of it and are obsessed with it. Um, I have converted so many people to Terrace House. So if you become a convert, like, please just like, let me know, give me a shout out. Um, I love it because it real world is so ridiculous, you know, like crazy drama, like crazy hookups, like Terrace House is so chaste and wonderful. And um, like the goal to be there is um, to, it's so Japanese. They're like, their purpose in being there is to encourage each other in their careers and to work hard and um to like make something of themselves and so like if you're not working hard like you get like called out and if you are um it's just like oh it's so awesome you you really there's like obviously love interests and career moves and so there's some drama but the drama is so like subtle and subdued it's not like (laughs) punch someone like in real world um right so terrace house is always at the top of my list and there, there was a recent release so i have been watching the most recent um season and um oh i've been watching hollywood on netflix because i i started it okay well like, i don't yeah i mean I, it's, it's definitely it's like dark and like, yeah, very dark, sexual. like super sexual um but i love jeremy pope who plays oh who what's his character name um he's the screenwriter uh but yes that's an adult adult show if someone wants oh to yeah watch sorry that one. yeah you need to know it is an adult show for sure but um <laughs> it's just archie he plays archie coleman and um i'm a huge jeremy pope fan because i have seen him on broadway and so this is like a purely acting role at least i haven't seen the last two episodes yet but um he is an incredible singer, dancer, all around performer. He was nominated for two Tony Awards last year and two different shows, which is like very rare. So um, mm-hmm. I just am like a full full support of Jeremy Pope. Um, but yeah, it's definitely <laughs> an adult show. Um, as is my other pick, which yeah, is like, um, adult. yeah, is, is it I, I love a lot um, of kids. Podcast, yeah, but. like I love. Um, I just watched Normal People on Hulu, which is also it is. There are a lot of sex scenes, um, but I think it's a beautiful show. They they cover. It's very shot very beautifully. I love the character development, and um, it covers stuff like depression and. Uh, pretty pretty well so um so i loved it but that's kind of those are what are at the top of my list i love those those are great um just some more things to add to the list how we keep quarantining so (laughs) last question um for me is if you could could challenge our listeners to do one thing what would it be so it's kind of just a challenge them something that's maybe on your mind hmm um I guess, you know, maybe, maybe like wrapping it up, kind of tying it in above what we've been talking about today, maybe like, you know, integrating your life and, and work according to, 
either like your convictions or your passion um, and maybe, you know, maybe fight that good fight of not uh, hopping on a trend. Um, just, just maybe fight. It's worth the fight to, to make unique work and to put unique things out there into the world that you can be proud of. Um, Cause I think, you know, you're not going to make your own imprint if you're, sort of falling in someone else's footprint and um, not to say we all have to reinvent the wheel all the time, but just like whatever that little corner of the world is for you um, to, I would say fight. Yeah. Fight that good fight. Um, and, and also to say it's okay. Uh, and something that I always have to tell myself is, you know, quality over quantity. Like if you're one of those people who are like me and, and maybe, a little slow like I work really slowly and and I you know sometimes find social media intimidating like it's okay to lean into your natural uh like personality and style and and not create like all this content all the time it's okay to put your head down do something and see it through to completion and then you know, put it out there. And I think those things tend to like last a lot longer. So if you're, there's that, you know, some people like to put little things out all the time and that might equate, you know, to a larger thing, but I prefer to do one larger thing at once. And then hopefully that will like last me a while, (laughs) you know? Um, So maybe that's many challenges, but kind of just wrapping up what we've been talking about, like feel free to, to lean into that if that, calls to you yeah i love that that's such good advice well thank you dana um last thing with our kind of act phase is pitching so usually when we work with people we have them put together a pitch of an idea Uh, is there anything that you want to pitch to uh our listeners right now it could be anything personal can be self-serving or something that you're like uh, somebody that you're like i want them to go listen to allison krauss's work or you know like what just Give us a, a quick pitch us on something that you're like we should we should pay attention to or that we should direct our attention to. Oh wow, okay, yeah, Alison Cross for sure. Good yeah. on that, guys. Um, but <laughs> I will say, uh, so you know, we're all busy. Um, we might have a little more time now that we're in quarantine. Some of us might not, though. Um, but one thing that I've found that's come up in conversation a lot um, over the years is. In, and that are on many resolution, New Year's resolution list, um, a lot of people want to learn another language, right? Ooh, I feel like it yeah. comes up all the time. So three years ago, I decided like that was a part of my New Year's resolution. I was like, I'm going to start uh, learning Japanese. And I was like 32 at the time. And I my goal was I will be fluent by 40. Like, I'm just going to make that goal. And I'm going to take baby steps to do it. And I did. And I have been studying for three years now. I had to take six months off during the Bible. Um, but so like two and a half years. Um, I recently, you know, and I, I went to Japan last year. And I finally was able to have my first conversation, um, which was one of the most empowering experiences of my entire life. I also was able to give a presentation to one of my favorite brands in their corporate office. and give my introduction in Japanese. And um, of course I did the rest in English and how to translate her, but I at least showed them that I could do it. And I, 
that I was willing to, it's a humbling thing, you know, to, to do that. And, um, so I want to say, um, if that is resonating with you, if that's something that you ever dreamed of doing, you can actually start now. Um, what I did was I gave my friend, my best friend, who has always been saying she wants to get better at her Spanish, I gave her a gift certificate for this website that I use called italki. It's I-T-A-L-K-I. And um, you can find tutors um, from all over the globe uh, for whatever language you want. And it is like on average about like $20 an hour. So not a huge investment, honestly, like mm-hmm. it's not nothing, but you would think that it might be higher. Um, and so I have, uh, she started doing it and, and, and especially during, during quarantine and has said like, wow, I, this has been so great. I've actually grown in my language skills. And then, um, you know, for me, I'm, I still do my lessons every single week for an hour and a half, um, no matter how busy I am. And I want to, it's just something that's like, it seems to always come up. Like it just, people are like, oh, do you speak any other language? You're like, oh, I speak a little bit of Spanish, like a little bit of French, like high school, German, whatever. But how cool would it be if you could be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, uh, I can communicate with other people in this language. Like, it, it's been so empowering for me. It's been something that is not work-related, uh, even though it, I can use it. You know, as I said, when I went to Japan, I could incorporate it into meetings and things. But um, I guess I want to, like, yeah, I want to pitch that idea. Like, if that's ever been on your resolution list, it's, it's, if you've ever downloaded Duolingo and then, like, totally gave up on it, mm-hmm. which we all have, um, this is something that you can do. And, and I have made, you know, progress over three years that I'm really proud of. I still have a long, long way to go. Like, but I, I still, you know, have five years technically to like <laughs> need to be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have the rest of my life. And my, my former um, boss and mentor, as I mentioned before, she is Italian American and didn't learn Italian until she was an adult. And now, you know, I've only known her to be fluent. So it's pretty rad. It's pretty Possibly, awesome. Yeah. All I know is that, that pitch might have been for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was feeling it in my heart the whole time. Right? I'm like, I've I've done I've done exactly what you said. Yeah, I've yeah. downloaded the link. And then I, I just interesting how uh the universe, the spirit, whatever you want to say, speaks through people at the at I was feeling like while you're talking the whole time, I'm like, but do I want to learn Spanish or do I want to learn Italian? That's yeah. what I kept going back and forth because I'm like, Spanish will probably be more useful in a business sense like I can you know do stuff with that but my heart is always drawn to my Italian roots and I'm like I think I want to do Italian I want to learn Italian (laughs) anyway no I'm I'm not making any commitments yet but I'm gonna think about just at least that's my pitch to you and and I'll say um the reason why I wanted to do Japanese is because well I love Japan and I do try to go once a year but you know, my grandparents do speak Japanese, even though they're born here. Um, but my dad only knows a tiny bit and, and can read. But um, wow. I just was like, I just don't want to let this die. Um, Beautiful. In that, yeah. like, both my grand, my grandma, my nana, yep. both spoke Italian, and no one, no one's carrying it on. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's enough to make you want to at least give it a go, you know, I don't want to try because 
how how special would that be for um you know your daughter to see you yes. uh, doing that and to prioritize it and and teach you know she might grow up I'm not saying you have to do this I'm not trying to put pressure on you it's just you know she's like oh I yeah. remember when oh I know that word because my dad used to say it or yeah. I, I mean I talked to my dog in Japanese that's the only person I got to talk to so like <laughs> I, I'm like he has a Japanese name and I'm like let's go I'm, I'm like saying it in Japanese like we um <laughs> that's really stupid <laughs> but you know that's that's me so I'm glad I'm glad that it resonated with you I hope that you weren't the only one like I hope that I, that was a great pitch okay. I loved it cool cool our little ragazza I think that might be <laughs> an Italian little girl just came in and just left but she thinks your Bible's sweetie, so. beautiful. She, uh, well, our our uh, Instacart groceries just got delivered. She said, "I see a watermelon on the front porch, and I want some." Uh-huh. <laughs> but she's not allowed to open the door. Stork. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So the groceries are on the front porch, and so yes, we got some water. That she loves watermelon. Oh, so so good. Well, well, Dana, thank you so much for being with us and just taking your time. Um, it, gosh, it's such a gift for us to share you with so many of our other friends and listeners, and so. Um, um, and just thank you for your creativity and your passion and just so true to your craft. It is definitely evident in the beautiful work that you make for all of us to share. And so thank you so much for just being with us. Thanks, Dan. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, go to wearecurio.com or follow us on social media at wearecurio. We would love to help expand your creative potential. The four key ways we do that is through consulting, experiences, space and artifacts, and collaborating with our collective. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. Keep creating, friends. You're doing awesome. We'll cheer you on.